from around the world. This is the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. Since the dawn of creation, man has been fascinated by stories. Tales of good and bad, heroes and villains of myths and monsters. Tales of daring, do bad and good luck tales. And once in a while, when the stars align, out of the rich tapestry of yards comes a legend. This is the legend of Nick and Joe. The Legend of Nick and Joe by Nick Bowden and Joe Listerstream. Chapter 2. Master Merling, Master Merling, are you going to tell any stories today? Uh, well, not really, little girl. You see, today is my day off. I was planning to just veg out a bit. Oh, that's a shame. I did so enjoy the last one, despite the obvious factual inaccuracies. Well... And plagiarism. You see... And um, sloppy narrative structure. I swear I'm going to... Please tell another. <sighs> well, all right, then. What would you like a story about? Nick and Joe! Oh, I can't, little girl. Nick and Joe suffered an agonizing and brutal death at the hands of a lynch mob at the end of the last story, remember? I can't very well magic them back to life now, can I? Look, I think in terms of realism and continuity, that's the least of your problems. Well, okay, then. Well, as you remember, at the end of my last story, Nick and Joe were attacked by a group of religious fanatics. But Nick and Joe were not, in fact, dead as was heavily implied. Phew! Luckily, I survived that attack. So did I. And luckily, the Joseph witnesses were fooled and have all gone home. Although the burning effigy did fall onto our house and completely raise it to the ground. Oh, I'm seriously injured, too. And my testicles are all but severed. Meh, I would probably never have had kids anyway. And this whole thing was my fault. Right, let's get to the hospital quickly. Yeah, let's. And then maybe they can completely reconstruct my skull. Happy now? What happened next? Well, they were both in intensive care for three months while every single bone and organ was painstakingly rebuilt. And what about the house? Well, as their old house was completely impractical, having been reduced to a pile of smouldering cinders, they had to buy another one. Luckily, Valerie sent another check through. So, Mr. Generic Estate Agent, what have you got for us? Well, this property's just come onto the market. £50,000? That looks suspiciously cheap. Look, we're not going to take any old rubbish just because it's cheap. No way, no way. Manama, nah. We'll give you 60000 for it. Well... 100000 500000 1000000 $1, Sold! So, I think that's everything covered. Now, you want to know about the next adventure, right? Yes! Very well. I have just the story for you. It is called Hocus Pocus. We join Nick and Joe months later whilst changing a light bulb. 1.21 gigawatts! No, Nick. One what? Oh, sorry, I can't read it properly in the dark. Right, there we go. Switch it on. Ah! Oops. 
forgot to take my tongue out from directly in between the bulb and the socket. <sighs> That's better, isn't it? I love these energy-saving bulbs. And I especially like wiring 500 of them together so that they're as bright as a normal bulb. Well, thank God we've got light again. That's the fifth time this week these lights have exploded in my face and only my face. And God said, let there be light. And then you went to the shop, bought a light bulb and did all the work yourself. God? Aren't people who hear your voice mentally ill? No. But I read somewhere that... No! Now silence, or I shall strike thee down. I'm just saying... Right, that's it. Oh, look, the post's arrived. But I would definitely have struck you down, so you better watch out. Beetles about. What we got? Anything interesting? No, they're mostly for the previous occupant. You know, the one who disappeared suddenly and mysteriously, which is why this house was on the market so cheap, expensive. Yeah, what happened to him? Nobody knows, Joe. Nobody knows. Some say he was strangled in his sleep by a jealous lover. Some say he was eaten by a walrus. Some say he moved house. I heard he died betting a man he could fit three pint glasses in his mouth. Who told you that? Old lying blind Pete McNoise from down the road. Yeah, right. He told me he's helping Rolf Harris move house. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm going to go and stick the kettle on. And when the glue's dried, I'm going to go and boil it. And then when it's all melted and ruined, I'm going to go and boil some water in a different kettle of fish. Do you want a drink? Uh, yeah, I'll have a weak milky tea, please. Is that all? Ooh, go on then, I'll have a piece of stale brown bread too. Crust. We've run out of margarine substitute. Oh, it's just next to my bedside table next to the... Uh, oh, uh, I mean... <laughs> never mind, I'll have to do without. Ooh, I wonder who this could be. Hello? Hello? Hi. Uh, who's this? Um, it's Joe. Is that Valerie? Speaking. It's Valerie. Ah, Valerie. Tell her I miss her ginger hair and the way she likes the dress. Valerie, it's good to speak to you. Uh, hello there. Uh, what can I do for you? What? Come on, spit it out. I'm a busy woman. You phoned me. <laughs> Funny guy, Nick. Funny guy. Uh, now, I was just ringing to see how the writing's going. I take it you're just crossing the I's and dotting the T's? <laughs> Hardly. What? Um, well, I mean, uh, we're, we're sort of still in the preliminary planning, um... Uh, I see. It's just... I was thinking that seeing as you're living in a house paid for by me, uh, and obviously I wouldn't want you to be forcibly evicted without a moment's notice, you might buck your ideas up and give me the series you're supposed to be writing. Otherwise, there'll be another deadline. Literally. I think we understand each other. TTYL. Give my love to Joe. I am Joe. Hello? Hello? Uh-oh. Got to write. Got to write. Don't panic, Joe. I've had loads of ideas already. Right, look at this. Joe fakes his own death in order to avoid paying a gas bill. <laughs> but there's a twist. <laughs> it's rubbish. I quite like Yeah. It. No. It's a bit too... Yeah. When it should be a bit more... Yeah. Plus, I think it was on The Simpsons once. Well, I'll rewrite it then. What? Oh, sorry, I didn't think you wanted it anymore, so I threw it in the wheelie bin. Well, I do want it. Mind out. Nice to see Binman doing an efficient job for once. Hey, less of that. 
My old man's a dustman. Is he? Yeah. He wears a dustman's hat. And he farted through the keyhole and paralysed the cat. Although, to be fair, that was an incident completely unrelated to his profession. Actually, I don't know why I even brought it up. But anyway, you leave dustmen out of this. It's a noble profession. It's in my family, Joe. It's in my blood. And I'll defend it to the death, you hear me? To the death! Well, I wasn't talking about dustmen. I was having a go at binmen. Oh, sorry, I misheard you. Nah, I couldn't care less about binmen. Uh, which tea's mine? The one that's whiter than milk. Ah, thanks. Oh, I'll just pop a bit more milk in it. Mmm. Ugh, this milk tastes off. It's fresh. It's straight from Farmer Goggins' prize cow, this. Bull? Yeah. You know very well Farmer Goggins is a law unto himself. You should have bought some from the shop. Should have. Should have. Should have, would have, could have, won't change my mind. I've just changed my mind. Right, I better be off. Where are you going? I've just got a few things to see to. What things? <laughs> what things? <laughs> yeah, great joke, Joe. <laughs> great joke. No, really, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, nice one, Joe. Nice one. Right, in the words of Arnold Schwarzenegger, I'll be right back. Bye! Right, I better get on with my own hilarious adventures. You know, they say talking to yourself is the first sign of madness. But thinking about it, probably that diagnosis from the mental hospital was. Insane in my membrane! Insane in my brain! Oh, God! I'm bored. Me too. Babe Station doesn't start till 11 o'clock. Where's Nick? He's just gone out. Ah, well. Keep it real on the flip side. Wait! Why don't you tag out with me? Ah, well. As you can see, Joe, I'm up to my beard in paperwork. I'd better make like a tree and get out of here. Oh, what am I going to do now? Actually, while Nick's out, I'll have a stab at writing our sitcom. Oh God, my internal organs! This writing lock's harder than it looks. Look, I've only been gone two seconds. What now? I've stabbed myself repeatedly in the chest and abdomen with this pen. And face. Um, no, 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 my face is fine. Ah! My face! Sorry, my hand slipped. <laughs> Butterfingers. Right. Better get back to writing. I know. I'll sit here in silence and watch some telly to inspire me. Up next on JTV, we'll be joining Maz Scalagrig for a ten-hour countdown of classic TV moments you didn't care about then and you certainly don't care about now. Join us after the break. Or I'll break you. And so Joe sat and watched the programme. At number 100 was the bit in One Foot in the Grave where Victor Meldew picks up the phone, but, but it's not a phone, it's a puppy. I mean... That is just priceless. I mean, I haven't seen a single second of that actual episode, but then I doubt anybody has. At number 99 was when Gareth Southgate missed the penalty during the England versus Germany match in the final of Euro 96. Master Merling! Yes, my child? What on earth do you think you're doing? What do you mean? Are you just trying to buy time? No. There appears to be no real narrative structure to this story. No, it's verite. Look, you don't need to tell me every little detail. Cut to the chase. I mean, you wouldn't put Joe's toilet breaks into the story, would you? Well... Would you? No. Good. Now come on, Master Merling. There's still time to make this half decent. But... But now you'll never know what is the greatest television moment of all time as voted for by you, the public. Good. So, after deciding to not watch that programme, after all, I've been hard at it in my office writing loads of script. 
Sitting on the toilet. Sitting on the toilet. Right then. Oh, where's all the toilet paper? We had a full roll yesterday. Weird. <laughs> Looks like I'm going to have to use a page of this script. But it's the only copy. Yeah, it's lucky I've got a photographic memory. And now is the time to use it, my friend. Oh, oh, reminds me of that toilet paper from primary school. You know, the kind that looked like tracing paper and cut like glass. Oh, hang on. I haven't got a photographic memory. I've got consumption. <coughs> so much blood. Oh, God. I can't remember anything. Well, don't look at me. I've been watching the 100 greatest things that have ever been on telly ever. Well, I need to rewrite this before Nick gets home. Any ideas? Oh, sorry. I can't think of anything at the moment other than 15 second out of context television clips. Right, that's me. Roll on 11 o'clock. Yeah, roll on from Grange Hill. Oh, I'll tell you what, it's a bit nippy in here all of a sudden. Get out. Beggy pardon? Leave this house or die. Who said that? This is my house. I will have my revenge. What the fudge? I mean, ghost! Yikes! What happened, Master Merling? All sorts of terrifying, ghostly things, little girl. It was amazing. All stuff was flying around. Thunder and lightning was going off. There was all industrial light and magic stuff happening. Probably. Master Merling? You know last week when I said I didn't get the references? Yes. Well, what I didn't mean by that was put 80 million more references in the next story. I'm just trying to make it more like Family Guy. Again, I don't think you're quite understanding my complaint. Anyway, there was loads of good special effects. I suppose this bit isn't ideal for audio medium, but, well, just use your imagination. This has to be seen to be believed. It can only really be described as a visual feast. Ah! Ah! I've got to get out of this place if it's the last thing I ever do. This is really serious, something so mysterious. A voice from round the U-bend, a tingle in my rear end. Things are flying round me like badly rendered CG. I can't escape this nightmare, it's giving me a right scare. I'm coming to get ya. Well, I'm not gonna let ya. I'm coming for ya. I wish I never saw ya. You can't escape me. Oh God, I really need a wee. It's too late, too late, scary time. Do you dare to take a peek underneath your toilet seat? Or will the horror make you think of going in the kitchen sink? For it is me who haunts your soul and hides inside your toilet bowl. A gruesome sight. A foul smell, and next to that, there's me as well. (laughs) 
I thought you'd gone. I did. I've been gone 14 hours. What's the matter, Joe? Uh, nothing. I, I must just be imagining things. Have you been crying? No. No. It's just something in my eye. Yeah, tears. Right, I better get going. I'm late. I'm late for a very important appoint... Mate. What appoint, mate? You know, the top secret one. <laughs> Keep it under your tip for... How do you know about my tip for? My medical history is of no import. I'll be back later. Remember, if anyone asks about this, play dumb. About what? <laughs> exactly. Right, in the words of Arnold Schwarzenegger... Microsoft Vista, baby. Typical. He always leaves me alone in a haunted house. That is so Nick Bowden. Over the next few days, Joe became naught more than a gibbering wreck, consumed with the horrors of the sights which he had witnessed, and which he had kept secret from Nick, until, one morning, he could take no more. And that, Joe, is why a wet chinchilla is a dead chinchilla. Which explains why that family of chinchillas died when I threw them all into that ice-cold bath. I mean, I know Terry Nutkins categorically said that a wet chinchilla was a dead chinchilla, but only now do I believe, Joe. Only now. J Joe? Joe, oi! Have you been listening to a word I've been saying? What's up with you? Something is happening in this house, Nick. Something bad. What in the name of Jesus's bum-bum are you talking about, Willis? I think you should sit down, Nick. I am sitting down. Oh. Well, stand up then. Right. The... The house. It's haunted. It's a haunted house. What say you? Oh, do me a melon, Joe. Do you think I was born tomorrow? But it's true, Nick. All sorts of ILM-style special effects have been happening while you've been away. We've got a ghost. Look, I took some Polaroid pictures. And these aren't of a ghost? No, I know. I just thought you'd like to see them. I, I'm pretty sure it's illegal for me even to hold these. Anyway, what are we going to do? We can't have a ghost running amok, can we? I mean, for a start, we'd have to run up some sort of tenancy agreement. The bills would need splitting. Joe, 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 Colin. Do you realise how silly you're sounding? A ghost, indeed. I heard a voice come out of the toilet and sing a song. And Tissue of Lies gossiping McMade up from the cul-de-sac said that it was definitely true. <laughs> you can't believe everything he says. He told me he's going for a curry with Roy Walker. <laughs> yeah, well, they all laughed at Christopher Columbus when he said that the world was round, didn't they? They all laughed when Edison recorded sound, too. They all laughed at Robin Williams' portrayal of Patch Adams in the 1998 film of the same name, Patch Adams in the bit where the girl he fancies gets murdered. Karen? Yeah, Karen. Yeah, so the lesson is never say anything and people won't laugh at you. Well, I don't care what you think. I'm getting out of here. Where are you going to go? I don't care. I can live wherever I go. My boat will take me to all the nicest places I know. What boat? This one. It arrived in the post today. I bid you good day. Joe, come here. No. I'm fed up of you picking on me all the time. I'm not picking on you. Barrassing me in front of everyone. Just listen to me, will you? I'm going and there ain't nothing you can do about it. Uh, uh, do you want to bet? We'll go and ask Dad together, shall we? See who he listens to. Why don't you just leave me alone? Because you're not going to Spain. Yes, I am. Get away from me. No. You don't rule my life. You're not going to Spain and that's that. Why not? Because I said so, all right? And I have to do everything you say, do I? No. You can't tell me what to do. You ain't my mother! <laughs> yes, I am! 
Oh, sorry, did you say mother? Yeah. Oh, well, then no. No, I'm not your mother at all. Now that's fine for you to go to Spain. Do what you want. Yeah, I'd love to, yeah. But while we were arguing, my boat broke free from its moorings, drifted downstream and over the edge of a waterfall. Uh-oh. Well, I'm pretty sure you can still take it back. Right, I'm off. You can't leave me here on my own. You're just imagining things, Joe. Like when you thought Dave Benson Phillips was stalking you, but it turned out you were actually stalking him. I'm not imagining things. There's some creepy stuff going on here. The light bulbs, the icy winds, the phrase leave this house scrawled on every wall in blood. It's all getting a bit exorcist, except without the little girl sticking her crucifix. Oh, no, no. Hang on. Look, there is one there. Look. Oh, God. That is just... Yeah, that's just so... sexy. Well, I still maintain you're imagining things. Only someone with the mental age of four would believe in ghosts. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess you're right. Yeah. Right, I better be on my way. No, wait! Don't leave me, I'm scared! Where are you going, anyway? Oh, you know, things to see, people to do. In the words of Arnold Schwarzenegger... Hello, my name is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Bye, God! Bye, little demonic backwards-headed girl! He thinks he's so clever in his platform shoes. Right, that's it. There's only 12 things for it. I'm going to have to take matters into my own hands. Now, where's that yellow pages? Let's see. Embryonic research. Euthanasia. Aha! Exorcism. Hello? Good morrow. Oh, you must be the medium. Indeedium. Giuseppe Listovich. Charmed. Wow, that's strange. My name's Joe Lister Street. Must be fate. Meh. Right. Now before I enter, I must sprinkle my magic water across the threshold. Now I can enter. Ah! Uh, oh, the spirits! They're preventing me from entering. What what foul forces are at work here? Uh, oh no, no, it's your uh, turban. It's just stuck in the door frame. Ow! Don't pull me! It's clipped to my hair, it's in, Just maybe maybe if I turn Just uh, come out uh, sideways. Ow, back up, my back cape. up. It's hooked on the door handle. Uh, Hang on, I'll I'll get that. Uh, no! No wait, don't pull! Don't pull! My earring is trapped in the hinge! Ow! Stop flapping your arms around! Ow! Just watch where you're putting those talons, will you? There we are. Oh, oh, hang on, I've left my crystal ball outside. I shall just go and get it. Oh, I'm trapped again! Look, look, I'll get that for you. Just get out of the way. Ah, much obliged. Now, what seems to be the problem? Well, ever since we moved into this house, some strange things have been happening. Like, this one time there was an advert on ITV and I turned it over to Channel 4 and the self-same advert was on. Ooh, which advert was it? WeBuyAnyCar.com WeBuyAnyCar.com Any. Any? Any. Any? WeBuyAnyCar.com Oh yeah, and I actually met a ghost. We did a duet and everything. Just as I thought, this house is occupied by an evil spirit which must be released back into the spirit world. Can you help? Of course. What I don't know about evil spirits could be written on the head of a gigantic pin. Right. I shall need to go into a trance to make contact. Please, hold my magic balls. 
I'd rather not. Hold them! <sighs> Good. Right. Bunchel, bunchel, bobbity boo! Shallow! I'm. I'm getting something. It's. It's very. It's very vague. Wait! They're speaking to me. Will somebody say hello to Quincy Jones for me? Please? You see, Quincy. You say hello. Please? Uh oh. It's Michael Jackson. He's coming to get me for plagiarizing Thriller to an unacceptable degree. Sorry. Wrong spirit. I accidentally tapped into Derek Akora's vivid imagination. Or as I like to call it, lies. My powers are fading now. They're fading. <laughs> 80 pounds, please. What? 80 pound. Oh, um, yeah, there you go. So what now? Well, to rid the house of the evil spirit, I must get my special candles. I shall return! Hold on, wait a minute, what's that? What? The floor! Can you feel it? The floor's shaking! It's the spirit! The spirit is angered! The bookcase is tipping, watch out! Giuseppe! Giuseppe! It's okay. By a million to one chance, my turban cushioned the blow. However, as I fell, my good luck charm necklace punctured my heart and lung. I am dying. Uh-oh. Oh, God, what am I going to do? About what? There's an evil spirit terrorising me and it's just killed the strange bejeweled mystical man that was trying to help us. Ha ha ha! Spirit? Mystical man? It's all a bit far-fetched, don't you think? Oh, where's Nick, by the way? Um, don't know. Probably doing something or other. Oh, he was going to come round and watch Babe Station with me. I set four TVs up specially next to each other so we can watch all four channels at the same time. Oh, eight-titty action... Mm, sorry, what? I didn't say anything. Oh, well, in that case, I'd better be off. If you see Nick... Yeah, yeah, I'll tell him. See you, God. Word. Right. Looks like it's down to me. Time to take out the trash. The ghost trash. Show yourself, Mr. Ghost. Come out and face me. Who are you and what are you doing in my toilet? I am Alan Stevens and this is my toilet. Alan Stevens? I recognise that name. You're the former owner of this house. Well, this is my house now and you've got no right to be here terrorising me. Especially when I'm vulnerable and I've got my panties round my ankles. What are you doing here anyway? You're meant to be dead, aren't you? Well, yes, obviously... I'm a ghost, you idiot. I have been doomed to live after death in this toilet until my death is avenged and I am at peace. Well, at least that explains why your voice is all echoey. How did you die? I've heard you sat on a pine cone and it went right in. Uh, Lies! Who told you that? Old can't believe a word he says comatose Jim McStonedeff from down the road. Pull the other one. He he told me he was going off to Paris with Merle in his sights. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, it didn't. I mean, I didn't. I mean, shut up. 
Now sit back down on the toilet. What for? In order to avenge my terrible death, I need a corporeal form. I need a human vessel. What? So you were going to climb up my bumhole and use me as a sphinct puppet to facilitate your dastardly revenge? Yes. Now sit back down and let me in. Never. Your name's not down. You're not coming in. Right. That's it. You after it. I'm going to tear you limb from limb. But I can't do that until I've got a corporeal form. So sit down. I don't think so, Alan Stevens. If indeed that is your real name. In your lust for revenge, you've made one fatal mistake. Even more fatal than already being dead. Take that! And party. Oh, oh no! Foiled! You might say my whole plan has gone down the path. I might, yeah. But I never will. Ever. Phew. What an unbelievable turn of events. It's a shame literally nobody saw it. I saw it, Joe. Oh, good. So now do you believe in ghosts? Well, of course, but I only ever believe things which I have empirical, irrefutable evidence for. That's just the kind of god I am. Well, obviously. But hang on a minute. If Alan Stevens was powerless without a human body as a vessel for evil, how do you explain the exploding light bulbs? I think that has more to do with Nick's faulty wiring. Well, what about when the floor started shaking? That's simply due to cracks in your foundations. Like that song? Indeed. Except this is an extremely dangerous structural problem which could result in collapsing masonry at any given moment. But what about the phrase, leave this house scrawled on every wall in blood? Merely an optical illusion. Oh yeah. It's just the intricate floral pattern of the wallpaper. Well, okay. But how on your pink earth do you explain all this industrial light and magic waz that's been going on? That was just your imagination, Joe. Oh. Looks like Nick was right then. Funny, it seemed completely badly green-screened. I mean, real. Well, what a day. It's a shame that as Alan got sucked down into the toilet, every last bit of mine and Nick's sitcom that I'd managed to write cascaded down into the bowl after him. And I can't remember a single word of it. That's me in the doghouse and no mistake. Unless we can come up with something very quickly. Oh, uh, what about one where Nick gets married to Emily but accidentally says Rachel's name at the altar? I think that's already been done in Friends. Literally, word for word. Where has Nick been all week? I'm back! And so, as Joe's days of ghostbusting come to an end, so does my story. The end. What? The end. But what about Nick? What had he been doing all week? Oh, that's not important. Well, I think it is rather important. You've been building up to that all the way through the story. No, no, no. That was simply to get Nick out of the way so we could concentrate on Joe's ghostly adventure. Well, to tell you the truth, I wasn't really paying attention to that bit. I was too excited about what Nick was getting up to. So go on, then. What? Tell me what Nick had been doing all week. Um, well, I haven't really thought about it. Well, think. Not leaving until I know. He, um... I'm back! Where have you been? What do you mean, where have I been? Where have you been? What do you mean, what do you mean, where have you been, where have I been? Where have you been? Today was my wedding day. Oh, yeah. You were supposed to be my best man. Oh, yeah. You've got the rings. Oh, yeah. Joe, I've been planning this for two years. Oh, sorry. Did it go okay, though? Not really, no. I accidentally said Rachel's name at the altar and, well, now Emily's not talking to me. Oops. Hey, I'm sure it'll work itself out over time. I shouldn't think so. She's dead, Joe. She's dead.
Oh, Nick. I've had an exciting day too. I flushed a ghost down the toilet. Cool. Oh, yeah, that reminds me. There's a corpse in a turban right by the front door. I trod in it. There. Pathetic. The Legend of Nick and Joe was written and performed by Nick Bowden and Joe Listerstreet, with Simon Atherton as Merlin, Emma Smythe as Little Girl, Matt Risby as God, and Joe Beadle as Valerie. Additional voices were provided by Peter Beeston and me, Sarah Deary. The Legend of Nick and Joe is a Jonic Versal production for Cornucopia Radio. It was recorded by Peter Beeston at Sheffield Live, the Lantern Theatre, the Rutland Arms and the Montgomery Theatre. This work is created under a Creative Commons licence. For more information, visit cornucopia-radio.co.uk slash Nick and Joe. Or Joe and Nick. Washed up on this, and so many other beaches every year, are tons and tons of seaweed. For centuries, nobody knew what to do with it all. But then, smart scientists like me... And me... ...decided to make this renewable resource into a high-octane motor fuel. And that's how Oshaline was born! When you pull in at the pump at your local Oshaline station... You'll always find three high-quality choices for your motoring needs. Regular Oshaline, the long-time favorite with everyday motorists. Oshaline will kelpinate the miracle additive to give you more miles per dollar. And high-octane sargasso with both kelpinate and celadine for a cleaner engine and better efficiency. Ask your Oshaline dealer for advice on which of the three is better for your car. When you stop at Oshaline, you go with conviction, proudly manufactured by the Full Patrol Corporation. The Mutual Audio Drama Network, where we listen and imagine together.